Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Herbie, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. You talked about Purdue and this being one of the best teams that Matt Painter has had. Why have they ascended to the top of the offensive rankings in college basketball? There's really no offensive weakness. Like when you've got two basically seven-footers who are both skilled, they're not just bigs, they're skilled, which is what they have in Zach Eady and Trevion Williams. You've always got a guy inside that the defense has to worry about. And then there's that guy we're talking about, Jaden Ivey, who does both, right? He can hit a three, but he's great in the paint. He's a slasher. He's got a mid-range. Pardon the blasphemy, because I'm not comparing him to MJ. But he does this thing that Jordan did, too. Remember how Jordan would jump before he knew what he was doing? And he'd be in the air, and he'd kind of look left, and he'd look right, and he'd be like, should I lay it up? Should I pass? I don't know what to do. And then he'd figure it out. Ivy does that once every game. He will jump and not have an idea what he's going to do and he figures it out in the air and it's insane to watch. That kind of athlete is really rare. That's why they're playing so well offensively and because they're a Matt Painter team, they're always tough on defense. Make me a bicycle clown! We are going to have ourselves a time today. We got a lot of fun and a lot of crazy stuff. Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. What happened to the Illini last night? Jeremy Warner will talk to us about that. Are the Cubs really thinking about doing a direct-to-consumer streaming service? We will get into that, and we will talk with Jeff Agress at 1240. On the subject, the Bulls are at Charlotte tonight. I would like to talk about that game, and particularly that broadcast. I will do that next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Rebound taken down both hands. Brandon Johnson. Into the hands now of the point guard. Jalen Terry across the line for DePaul. Diagonal spin to the middle. Whips it behind him. Johnson, touch pass. Right corner. McCauley for three. <laughs> Corvassier McCauley makes it a 13-0 run for the Demons. Timeout. And DePaul hopping off the bench, celebrating at midcourt. I'm doing all right. I got my uh, Corvassier right here. <laughs> I love that DePaul has a player named Cavassier, but that's not what we're talking about. We are not going to waste the people's time talking about DePaul buckets right now. But I did want to tell you about what's going down tonight. Tonight, the Bulls are taking on Charlotte. Charlotte has lost, what, five games in a row, and they're fighting to be in the play-in. That's where they're at in the standings. You know who else is fighting to play in the play-in the play right now? The Brooklyn Nets, they are eighth. But I want you to focus on the – is that 515 pregame? Is that what we have for this game? 615 pregame? You know I'm all off on the on the time zones. Um, the reason I bring it up is because Chuck has got a little bit of a cold. He doesn't have COVID, but he can't really talk. So – Zach Zaidman is going to do Bulls play-by-play tonight, and I could not be more excited about that. I, I just I love Zach. I love his call, his energy. I know how hard he works and prepares to make it sound good. And look, you probably heard Zach doing the pre and post on Cubs, and he does the fifth inning. I think he does a great job on it. Any of the broadcasters that we talk about doing stuff, like they can do anything. If we're talking about Adam Amin or we're talking about Jason Benetti, like those guys can do anything. And Zach is similar in that way. But I still think that there are things that they do better. Like, for example, I love Benetti on White Sox. He's also tremendous on basketball, which you heard last night if you were watching the Illinois Purdue game. And he did something that was really that I that's very it was a very small thing. But it was, it was clutch if you're looking for atmosphere setting. Benetti just let the crowd speak in the first, like, 20 seconds of the broadcast. And most broadcasters, I'm probably guilty of it, love to hear the sound of their own voice. And he was like, no, let me set the scene by letting, laying out and allowing the crowd to do it. I love him on basketball. I love Adam Amin on football. And those aren't the two primary jobs that those guys do. And they're really good at the primary jobs that those guys do. Zach's the same way. His primary job is helping you with get along inside a Cubs broadcast. I'm telling you, if you've never tuned in to hear a DePaul game, and I don't blame you, you are in for a treat tonight. Because Zach is going to be in 615 pregame. Zach is going to be in his bag tonight. 
calling Bulls basketball. This guy is built to do play-by-play for basketball. You're going to love him. He he knows how to, to, to work with the analyst. He knows how to, to call it. You can hear like the, some of the influences. You can hear Marv and, and Harlan in his calls, and he likes to have fun. So tonight, 6-15 pregame, Bulls versus Charlotte. My man Zach is going to be on the call. Show him some love. Listen to the broadcast. Lift him up. All that good stuff because he, he got asked to do this like yesterday. So getting prepped for an NBA game is – and then having to go through like all the NBA protocols so that he could actually be there and, and make, make the call in the game is stressful. But I know him. The dude is going to persevere, and you are going to love the broadcast tonight. It's going to be great. We hope that Chuck gets well and that he's back soon. But I know my man Zach will hold it down for as long as he is asked to hold it down. All right, so there's my commercial for Zach. Hopefully we'll talk with him tomorrow after he's done doing the game, and hopefully it's a Bulls win. I got to tell you, like, these last couple of games and watching the Bulls play against it, the elite teams in the league, they could use a night where they don't have to press it too hard. And Charlotte's not trash, but they've been playing like trash over the last two weeks. Hopefully the Bulls can get themselves a win. But isn't it amazing how things change? Where a couple weeks ago, everyone was worried about the the Nets. And you should still be worried about the Nets if they are healthy and they don't make trades. And now the Nets are fighting for their playoff lives right now. The East is that competitive. The two bad weeks means you're in the eighth spot. And the Bulls have done a good job of never having had that. Where... There are some disappointing losses that they've had, but they haven't stayed in the valley for too long. They've still been able to kind of climb their way out. One of the other things that we're going to talk on today's show, and and Jeff Agris from the Sun-Times is going to join me in the next segment. I wanted to share this with you, and I I know that there are people who have strong feelings about David Sampson, as they should. There are a lot of people who feel like he fleeced the city of Miami, that he was never really putting together a contender. Um, I find when he's talking about the business of baseball on his podcast on Lebetard and Friends, him to be really compelling, and I would highly recommend, I plan on using it with my students uh, this next quarter. Him and John Skipper had a great conversation about ESPN that I think if you're interested in sports media at all, you should check out. But David Sampson had some thoughts about reports that the Cubs are considering a direct-to-consumer streaming service for their games take a listen to what he said about why this is bigger than just the cubs getting their product out to cubs fans this is courtesy of the levitard and friends network so yesterday news came out that the cubs were starting their own streaming app their own stream with marquee sports which is a network they own half of there's a lot of talk about how unhappy rob manford is with that But guess what, Rob? There's nothing you can do because the teams own their own streaming rights. You gave it back to the teams. And now this is what you get. You get big market teams who are exploiting their streaming rights and they are creating a bigger gap between the low revenue and the high revenue teams. Why is this a big deal? 
because we're in the middle of collective bargaining. Dollar Coca, because they're in the middle of collective bargaining. Do you know why this streaming situation matters? Because Rob Manford is trying to hold the owners together, trying to make them all push in the same way upstream like salmons. And the problem is, if you've got owners fighting, then you're fighting not just against the union, but you're also fighting amongst yourselves. One of the biggest issues in the 1994-1995 strike was not the problem that the owners had with the union. It was the problem the owners had with the owners. You had a big block of low revenue teams saying, we're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. And so it's very hard to make a deal with a third party when one side of the table is fighting amongst themselves. So the undercurrent of this issue within Major League Baseball right now in today's collective bargaining negotiations is the possibility that there are enough low revenue teams to make signing a collective bargaining agreement impossible because the big revenue teams have found more and more ways to exploit revenue to increase the gap, therefore making it more difficult to compete if you're not Tampa. So for everyone who is concerned right now that there is no deal, this streaming issue is a large part of it. It is, and it's interesting. I I see... I can see some good coming of this if you're a Cub fan and you haven't been able to get around some of the blackouts and restrictions of MLB. The price that I've heard on it, I don't know if anyone's going for that. It being more than the Disney bundle at $18 a month. I'm going to talk with Jeff Agrest about it and see what he thinks about whether or not this can even happen, what it would look like, and what the price point should be. That's next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. At one o'clock, we will talk with Jeremy Warner. He will break down what happened to the Illini last night. Purdue, man, they got great front court, great back court, NBA players. So we will discuss what happened last night's game and what it means. The Illini is still in first place in the Big Ten. Getting crowded up there. I wanted to talk with Jeff Agres to, to kind of catch everyone up, get everyone up to speed on the possibility of the Cubs doing a direct-to-consumer streaming service. And I can see a lot of benefits to that, uh, especially for markets that seem to not be able to carry games because of the antiquated blackout rules of, of MLB. Jeff Agris writes with Sun-Times. He covers media over there. He joins me on the Circa Casino and Resort Hotline. What you should do if you're out in Las Vegas is you should go and hang out at Circa and go to their sports book. It's amazing. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Lawrence. Good to talk to you. Same here. What's What does the Cub fan that's thinking about options of viewing need to know about these reports of the Cubs maybe doing some streaming? Yeah, the first thing is that nothing is imminent. Nothing is done. These things take lots of time. There was the report just last week about NBC Sports wanting to have their own streaming service, and they have the regional sports networks to do it. Uh, and they're not even close to getting that done. So these things take time. And one reason they take time is because the Cubs just can't go do this. Even if they have their own streaming rights, 
They can't unilaterally launch a DTC service once they go back to their distributors who have them now, such as Comcast, RCN, DirecTV, uh, and they have to sort of renegotiate how this is going to work because using Comcast as an example, they're going to lose somebody. They're going to lose some subscribers to this service and they're going to want to be compensated for that. So what does that mean? Will they put marquee on a different tier? Will they get cash back? How does that work? There's so much that goes into that. And I think for anyone to be jumping off a cliff so far that, oh my God, now I have to deal with this other streaming service when I have three others that I'm paying for, uh, what do I do? Take a breath because we're not close to this happening yet, but it's, it's out there. I think Crane Kenny said it when they first launched the network a couple of years ago that this was something they were looking forward to doing. So it's, it's coming, but when and in what shape and how much is still very much up in the air. What can MLB do to put roadblocks in front of the Cubs from doing this, if anything? Well, that's a good question. I think the question first is, do the Cubs own their rights now? And I have not been able to determine that because these things can run out. Like, um, so just, just today, oddly enough, MSG in New York announced they're going to have their own streaming service direct-to-consumer at some point this year. Uh, they had the, the streaming rights last year, but now they're in talks to get them back. So these things seem to expire, and then they have to renew them somehow. So... MLB could say, we're not giving you the streaming rights, uh, even though there are four teams in baseball whose streaming rights belong to Sinclair or Bally Sports Network now. They could, look, they run the league. I would imagine something they could do to get in the way of this, but if the Cubs have them now, um, it would be tricky for MLB to get in their way. It's still, this is still such a, a new frontier for sports that I think it's going to take some time for everybody to figure out just just where we are. That was the, the next thing that I wanted to ask you about is as we've seen growth of, of streaming and streaming rights for all sorts of sports, are, are the teams themselves, do they feel like they have a handle on what it is they own and what's its value? Oh, I think they do because <laughs> – because they see what the distribution of their games gets them. You know, we all see the the billions of dollars the NFL gets. They know their value. And when your baseball teams are in a a unique position on this landscape is because they have the most inventory. You know, in the Cubs case, you're talking about 150-some games a year. And – that's a lot when you compare it to NBA and NHL teams who get about 80 at the most. Um, so there's, you know, there's a reason, and I pushed for this when Marquee was coming online. I wanted WGN to have its own set of Sunday games like they do in New York with WPIX for the Mets and Yankees, just to say, listen, there's a reason we're able to do what we are doing now, and it's because of what you did. That didn't happen. Marquee knows very well what their content is worth, and they're keeping it for themselves, as they have every right to do. But the frustration in my, in, in my thinking was that, well, but the reason you have that value is because of what came before you. And you see it in other markets like New York where they, and even L.A. now, where they just got the Dodgers on cable finally. Um, they had a package of games go on Sunday over-the-air television also. So, yes, they know their market value. They know what they want to – they have an idea of what they want to get, 
But like in the article that came out in the New York Post, what bothered me was this $18 monthly charge. It can't really be a monthly charge because no one's going to want to subscribe for it in December, in January. So it's going to have to be a yearly charge, and that's going to change the mathematics of it. Um, the churn rate is going to be enormous for that type of product because, again, it's not a full season. Marquee is one team, whereas if you're NBC Sports Chicago and you get to that point, and they will at some point, you at least have three teams, and you can go year-round. So every channel, every RSN has its own sort of math and value to go with it. It's so funny that you bring that up about Channel 9. I was talking to some broadcast executives a couple of weeks ago about that very idea of, Sunday games being on Channel 9, and it made sense to me, not just as like a, a hat tip, but I actually thought as a vehicle to promote Marquee, that sure. that I felt like that was a way for them to kind of slow play this and, and bring people along and say, hey, you know, we, we do have this new network and use the power of Channel 9 to get people over to Marquee. But I think the, the people over at Marquee are like, the power is the Cubs. Like, if people want to get their Cubs, this is where they got to come get it so we don't even really need to do commercials. But I'm with you. I I felt like that would have been a really good plan. Yeah, I I pushed for that uh, in several stories hard, knowing it wasn't going to amount to anything, but I gave it a shot. Um, But, you know, these games are three-hour infomercials. You know, watch a Bulls game. Watch a Hawks game. Look at the push they make for ticket sales, for memorabilia. halftime of the Bulls game, the commercials, look at the intermissions of Hawks games, what they're trying to sell. You know, the cameras that are shooting the kids eating ice cream in the front row, there's a reason that that shot is being taken. Yeah, it's to show they're having fun at the game, but it's to show you that you want to be there for that game too. So, you know, it, it goes beyond just having the game for the price of having the game, for the cost to sell that game. It goes to come on out to the game too and experience what you're seeing on television. From what you've been able to figure out, and I know that there are a lot of people that have been tight-lipped about this, would oh, there yeah. be any drawbacks for the consumer with this? Well, it would just be one more streaming service you have to pay for, and I think that at some point people are going to stream themselves out. You know, I made the point in regard to specifically soccer, how many different streaming services give you soccer. If you are a soccer junkie and you want every league possible – you need to have five, six, seven different streaming services, and it might cost you what you're paying for cable right now. So it's going to be a lot of decision-making. Uh, what, what am I willing to pay for? So, you know, the a la carte option sounded great to us for so long with cable. Oh, I just want these channels. That's a great idea. But in the end, you might just careful what you wish for because it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more maybe if you, if you get all you want than you've been paying for now. We all end up creating our own bundles, and it ends up yes. being more than what we were actually paying for. And then yeah, got, there's the, got, the, yeah. the, the concept of the, the places that we do stream from, do they have enough good content to warrant it? Where I know that there's, there's one particular streaming service that I have that legit is just one show that I have access to the, <laughs> to the one show and the rest of the stuff I'm not really that interested in. I, I'm, I'm with you, and, you know, I hear jokes all the time. Hey, this is a great idea. If we put all our services together, we could come up with, oh, cable, because that's what it is, Correct. basically. Correct. You get all the way back around to it yeah. being cable. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you jumping on, 
And, and as this story continues, I look forward to us having another conversation about it. I'd love to. I'll be on it. Thank you, Lawrence. That's Jeff Agress of the Chicago Sun-Times. He covers media for them. And it's, it's interesting. I, I do think that it makes a lot of sense to go direct to consumer. Get the infrastructure of it, figuring it all out and figuring out the pitfalls of it from a league perspective will be really interesting. And the revenue sharing aspect of it, as David Sampson pointed out, will also be fascinating to watch. But I wanted to put it on your radar, if it wasn't on your radar, that this is something that the Cubs reportedly are at least thinking about. When they could implement it, I'm, I'm not sure that it would be ready to go for whenever the 2022 season starts, but something to keep in mind. Last night, big buildup for a college basketball matchup. It's fun game for about 30 minutes, and then it got not fun for the Illini. We're going to talk with Jeremy Warner about that next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 